0: Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics. And Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of 5-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift. But also, you you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. I'm a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually (laughs) alright. And one of the best products I've tried recently is Way's New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and use promo code Lexi, L E X I E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Lexi. Hello everyone, I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast, and it is a cold, cloudy day here in New York City, which is primarily one of my least favorite weathers. I don't mind a storm, I don't mind partly cloudy, but when it's just infinitely gray, I'm normally opposed to it. Oh, no, no, no. I am soaking it up. I love it. I woke up early this morning. I don't know what you consider early. Seven seems early to me. And I just stared out my window for probably 35 minutes, just admiring this beautiful world we live in. I'm not kidding. I'm laughing at how headass I sound like 50% of the time, but I genuinely... I'm just grateful to be here. I'm just happy to have whatever is being thrown at me. I say that with a grain of salt. um, Or what's the word? I say that with my fingers crossed, maybe is what I'm saying. Because I really don't want anything harder thrown at me. Uh, I saw a meme recently. And it was like, I've had enough. What can't kill you makes you stronger moments in my life. like Please give me a break. And that's exactly how I feel. But I had two really great FaceTimes with two really good friends of mine this week and when I was giving them both a life update on me, it was so pleasant and rewarding and exciting to tell them that I'm genuinely doing good. Right now, I'm doing good and it's not like I'm floating, I'm treading water and I'm not sinking or I'm not going backwards. I'm genuinely okay right now and this is The longest happy slash peaceful and content streak I've had since my mom passed and I'm grateful for it every single day. It's hard not to live with a little bit of hesitation looking you know with my head on a swivel whether or not something else is going to crash and burn right next to me but so far like this week and we're talking in short term this week was good. This week went as planned everything was consistent Things were exciting. They were good, but not mania. This week was not manic. Nothing uncertain came up. There was a very low level of chaos. And I've never been so grateful for that. Chaos is fun sometimes. Don't get me wrong. When we are stuck in our routine, throwing a little chaos into the mix can really liven things up. But when things have been too chaotic... Having a week that I had this week is so needed, where the to-do list was all checked off, all the plans that were supposed to happen happened, everything that was due was sent in, things are good. And I also have noticed that I actually have something to give now. For such a long time, I was the friend going through it. I'm still going through it, we're all going through it, but you know, like I had a very high level trauma experience in the recent past losing a parent you know like friends looking around like Lexi's going through it right now however with being in a little bit of a good state I'm proud to say that I'm actually able to give more as a friend like I can actually offer my services as a friend right now because my friend was having a hard time on FaceTime because we went over all the good and she was like seriously like are you actually good and I'm like let me tell you, this is not a front. I'm actually good. So then she felt comfortable to go into her issues because I'm good enough right now in a place with myself that I can take on and give my advice for friends problems. And I don't know how to explain how rewarding that is. Like it's, I felt like such a burden. I know that we're not burdens on our friends. And that's the point of friendship is to, you know, like support each other when things are good and when things aren't good. And to enjoy each other's company, and to be there when we need it. However, to reference Instagram again, not a meme, even more embarrassing to reference this, an infographic, Uh, this account Dr. Caroline Leaf posted, say this before venting, and I want you all to take this into consideration because I think this is a very healthy, communicative thing to say Um, when you're going through something and you need a friend's help. There are five options of things to say. One, do you have the emotional capacity to listen to me vent about something for a few minutes? Hey, is this a good time to talk? I'm feeling blank and I need to share this with someone. Three, I want to process this situation with you. Do you have the mental space to listen? Four, I've had a stressful day and I need to offload. Are you in a good space to emotionally listen? Oh wait, no, no, no. I've had a stressful day and need to offload. Are you in a good space emotionally to listen? And then the final one is, I'm having a bad day, but I know you're struggling too. Are you available and okay to talk? And for a while, my answer, if my friends needed my help, my answer was no to all of those. Like, I don't have the emotional capacity to listen. It's not a good time to talk. I'm not in a good space emotionally. I, you know, I was very unavailable. And so it feels rewarding to finally have the other end of friendship back in my relationships and be able to listen and really take into account other people's issues because for so long that was not the case so I just hope that we're all I wish this upon everyone and I wanted to share that little piece of information because I thought it's really important because sometimes we do need to vent but someone every person has their own life and yes In the laws of friendship, ideally you want someone to be there for you when you need them, but you also have to be considerate that someone else just might not in that moment be able to handle that. So it's a great little way to have them give an honest answer to be like, yes, I want to help you, but at the moment, this is not the time. What else has been going on in my life? Twilight. I think that's what's impacting me, loving this cloudy weather. So I'm sure you have noticed that there's been a resurgence of Twihard culture on TikTok. A lot of younger teens are getting into it. Twilight was really popular when I was in like sixth and seventh grade and maybe fifth. I want to say sixth, seventh, but I had this weird chip on my shoulder that I always had to reject pop culture as a middle schooler. I couldn't I couldn't know what was popular, I didn't want to even attempt it, though I did buy Twilight and I don't even know if I read the entire thing, but I definitely made a dent in it and I didn't get it. I didn't understand the appeal, I didn't care for Bella and Edward, I watched the first movie, maybe bits and pieces of the second movie, you know, at a friend's house, sleeping over and maybe falling asleep to it, but never did I care about it. I didn't get it and I just moved on with my life. Not paying it any mind. And with this resurgence, and I live with a bit of a Twihard, uh, he has even before maybe the resurgence, he's always been like, "Have you seen Twilight?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I just didn't get it." And he's like, "You should really watch it again because I've only seen it once. okay, Like let's put it on because we'll get into that or maybe I'll take a little tangent. That's such a I don't know that's a type of person, but I am that type of person. When someone suggests something. I just take that as, okay, let's do that now. I asked John the other day, I was like, have you seen Squid Game? And he's like, no, but it's supposed to be good. And so I just put it on like in my head. That's, that's what the next step would be. But he's like, oh, okay, we're doing this right now. I'm like, we're watching TV. It's the end of the night. You know, why not? Why not do the one that we want to see? Anyway, so he's been telling me to watch Twilight. And I'm like, all right, let's put it on. He's like, no, 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 you're tired. Like, it's got to be a special occasion i'm like a special occasion what like no well this week i got a projector and when deciding what the first movie we should watch on the projector was it was a very easy decision to say twilight let's watch twilight what a perfect definition to a special occasion which by the way having a projector and watching a movie on a blank wall in your it, it just actually makes movie night feel like movie night so, two days ago, I watched Twilight, and I get it. Let me just say, I get it. I think Edward is beautiful. I think Kristen Stewart is beautiful. I'm so humiliated to admit that when I was in middle school, I thought they were ugly. Like, I just didn't think they were that cute. I didn't I didn't see it. I don't know. what was I so blind? And I was very much Team Jacob. I thought he was way hotter than Edward, which, I mean, Jacob's hot. Don't get me wrong, but... Edward is sexy and handsome and just a stunning human and then Bella stunning I mean all of the Cullens are beautiful creatures and it has an incredible cast and when I was watching it every time a star came on screen because a lot of the cast members have gone on to do really great things in in Hollywood so I could just picture being at the midnight premiere And when Kristen Stewart comes on the screen, everyone in the theater clapping. I was in the feels watching it. Like it really shook up my spirit. (laughs) So yeah, it's so cute. John's literally in his room right now while I record this reading Twilight. (laughs) I'm reading Nancy Drew. That's something I should talk about. Um, So I have three favorite YouTubers right now. One of them is a booktuber and she made a fall book recommendation video. Sat through it. Always down to get new book recommendations, and the two that I was most um, intrigued by was were Sherlock Holmes and Nancy Drew. You know what? After watching that video, me doing exactly what I was explaining earlier, I went for a run and I ran to the bookstore and I got both books. And I can't tell you the last time—I mean, probably childhood—since I've gone into the kids section of. A bookstore but it's so funny because I'm like John we're reading kids books right now he's like um young adult for me I was like oh no like mine's a full child's child's book I'm reading Nancy Drew The Hidden Staircase it's the second book and it's really cute she's a 1950s detective she's really precious I started the book yesterday it's totally a book that you can read in a day maybe two days Uh, no more than that would you need to actually get through it which it definitely got me thinking why is this so fast because the words aren't particularly easier than other books that I've read what is it about a children's book like this that's making me go through it so fast and my friends and I concluded that it's the predictability of the story like you can read it faster when you know it's about to happen and Yeah, it's just, I can't wait to add it into my Goodreads account. I always get questions and like little DMs about little, little DMs, big DMs. I don't know, quick DMs asking what my Goodreads account is because people want to follow me for book recommendations. I don't know enough about the app in terms of social media. My account, when I go to it, says Lexi Lombard. So if you search Lexi Lombard, you should be able to find it. I personally just use it for the reading challenges. So I made it pretty um doable this year I wanted to read 21 books in 2021 and I just love when I finish a book and I can go log on that I read it which it's a little uh, a little tricky you have to add in the date that you finished reading it for it to be added into the challenge I feel like the app should fix that you should just be able to say that you read it and it goes into the challenge but maybe if you're going back to really have a collection of every book you've ever read that's why they do it not entirely sure but if you want to follow me, I think Lexi Lombard is what you search. Anyway, ran to the bookstore to get these books. And let me just say, my running has gotten so much better ever since doing weightlifting and just really training on a consistent basis. I'm lighter on my feet. I'm stronger and I can run faster for longer. And it's so exciting. I love being in shape. It's really rewarding, but also it's really, um, I'm trying to think, it's it's almost like an insurance. Like I have more reliability on my body. I trust it more. Let's say I was needing to hop a fence for some unexplained reason. I just have a feeling that I, my body could totally do that. Um, if I needed to lift something really heavy, I know that I could totally do that. And it's really nice to know that I can rely on my body. I haven't been able to do this ever in a way that I'm conscious of it. I was in shape when I played sports a lot growing up, but I I just only knew how to be athletic. I was never anything but athletic. So until losing the athletic ability, I didn't understand how nice it is to have. So ran to the bookstore, got my books, and then I did like sprints and walks back through the park and it was fun. I genuinely had a really fun time. So shout out to this booktuber for recommending these books. Her username is Uncarly. She's a Canadian. She's a little petite girl, really dry and kind of like negative in a humorous way. I honestly don't think her and I have very similar tastes in books but I appreciate her nonetheless and I love watching her videos. I think her most popular series is the Celebrity Book Club so she will pick a celebrity, I don't know, like why can't I think of one? I know she did Audrey from Gossip Girl so that's a fictional character so not a good example but she'll pick a celebrity like Harry Styles or something and read all of his most talked about books and then do a little analysis on what she thinks about his taste and maybe who he is as a person so those are interesting and then I liked her fall book recommendation video and then my other two favorite YouTubers right now is Julia Dang from the lineup. She lives in Sweden, I believe. She may have moved, but I'm pretty sure she still lives in Sweden. She's got bright red hair, best style, and she puts in work for editing. She is clean. Her cuts are so precise. Her lighting is perfect. It, it's just, she's she's someone I want to meet. There's so many YouTubers that I watch, and I really actually have no desire to meet them outside the confines of the screen. She's someone I wanna meet. I'm like, can you come to New York and can we go shopping? Like, do you wanna film a video together? She seems great. And then the third favorite YouTuber I have is Hallie Burns. She's really big on TikTok and she makes a cooking video. She's so sweet. And she is just someone that needs to be protected at all costs. Like, she does her own thing and she moves to the beat of her own drum. And she's like a little sister. You're like watching someone that you want to protect, and she's so funny and adorable, so I'm definitely rotating between those three. I also came to realize I only watch women on YouTube. I have no desire to watch men on YouTube. I have absolutely no interest. I couldn't even name a a guy on YouTube. Yeah, no clue, and I don't care to. I'm totally fine sticking with the girls on this one, Uh, so check them all out if you're into YouTube. I also will shamelessly self promote that I'm continuing to just keep posting content. I have had three videos go up this week. I can't remember the last time I've been uploading this frequently. I've been uploading consistently for a couple years now, where you can rely on me for a video every week, but not in this quantity. So check out my channel and you can totally marathon the content. It's just vlog after vlog after vlog. I have, um a GovBall vlog going up as soon as the brand approves it. I had a short little, like, Tyra's birthday. Claudia came in town and stayed with me, a little sleepover moment. I showed a couple recipes. And then, of course, I have my modeling for Nike video. I touched on that in the last episode. I so graciously was approached by Nike to be a part of a physical and mental wellness campaign and be one of the faces for it. And it's been so much fun. I had to do shoots for their their site so essentially what it is is nike has this nyc studio um i need to i don't know if i can put links in podcasts how that works but it's members only it's totally free but they want it to be a protected forum so you make your account and it looks like a hallway and the color combos that they chose are so good i mean i would say yes to nike any day of the week but I love right now in particular, the graphics and style they're using at the moment. And it's, ugh, I'm just like, I love to be associated with this Nike in particular. I feel even extra lucky. So it's this hallway and you walk through and you can click on, you'll see my video cause I'm, brushing the dirt off my shoulders runner of the week and I have a little video talking about my relationship with fitness I made a custom playlist which if you also want to go onto Spotify if you type in Lexi Lombard x Nike you'll see I made a running playlist that I biked to the other day and it hits like it's great (laughs) I really enjoyed it and then there's forums and I'm going to be talking in the forums for the next six weeks or so my first forum post was What gets you to actually go run? Because I know what gets me to go run, but I would love to know what other people, what clicks in their brain to say, like, I'm actually going to put on my shoes and leave. And for me right now, I mean, the biggest motivator of my run in terms of my recent history is anxiety. I would get all this extra energy. And I tried doing other things to self soothe, you know, like sometimes I'll fixate on the mirror and start picking my skin to like get dopamine or whatever or I've tried like stress eating and it just like it doesn't do the trick. Whereas running (laughs) I sounds so annoying sometimes. Sometimes I think about how healthy I am, which I'm so proud to be as healthy as I am right now mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, truly putting in the work every single day. But sometimes I say things I'm like, I would want to punch me in the face anyway. Um having a lot of pent-up energy I can literally run it off. And having healthy associations for negative feelings is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. I also swear that this wasn't supposed to be this like self-improvement mojo podcast, but I think this is just an element of the podcast that simply is here now. And we talk about it in every single episode, but why not? Why wouldn't we want to just be better? I totally understand moments in my life and moments in everyone's life where you just are self-sabotaging, you're just doing things that aren't good for you. But if you can just have a quick talk with yourself of why you're doing the things that you're doing and get a couple answers, it's it's a nice self-aware moment to be like, oh, so that's the actual issue. So let's find a different way to approach it. And so anxiety was one that I was experiencing. It was so bad. My hands would shake. My vision would go... Everything would get blurry, my heart would race. I've never experienced such physical symptoms ever. And running was really good. Also lying down, sleeping, really good for me as well. So that's what I posted about in the forum and other people were like, it's the routine. Someone else said, I do it for when I need that feeling afterward, same. But I have this restlessness and I can literally run it off. And so I've started doing it and it actually helps so much. They also say if you dunk your head in water or like splash cold water on your face, that's helpful. So that's what I posted on the forum and I'm going to be posting more about it on my social media. I'm still glad that they're cool with me talking about it and nothing really has to be kept a secret. Let's see. What are other things that I am doing that I'd like to talk about? In the last episode, whoever asked me to give myself three compliments... Thank you for doing that because I've had so many of you send me DMs of three compliments that you gave yourself. And I think that's such a good thing to do. So feel free to do it again. I think that's something that would be really lovely to do every week or as needed. If I had to give myself one compliment this week, I would really compliment my work ethic. I've been being very smart about my decisions and been managing my time really well. And I've been great at multitasking or because I'm not really a multitasker. I can't like listen to someone talk and like read an email on my phone or something like that. Like I can't multitask in that way, but I can clean my room while editing the podcast. Or for example, yesterday I was going out and I put on a bunch of makeup and I did my hair and I was wearing a dress and I have a new thing coming out in two months and I've been needing to take photos of it and I was all dressed up so I figured why don't I just talk to my photographer roommate, have him take a few pics before we go out, and we can kill two birds with one stone. Excuse me, feed two birds with one scone. Working smarter, not harder, planning ahead, taking advantage of my time has been rewarding. Very like anti-procrastination mindset. I've I'm so glad I'm not a procrastinator anymore that was one of the hardest headspaces to be in because I really thought that was just how I was as a person and how I operated and changing that behavior over time half intentionally half just with small intentions leading to natural changes without very much effort very grateful for that And I've also been just feeling extra generous lately. I don't know what it is, but I just want to give everybody gifts. When I see something online or when something reminds me of someone in a store, like I've just been getting it from my friends. There's no holiday. There's no rhyme or reason. I'm just in the mood. Uh, I retweeted this thing. Uh, Astro Poets said, 911, what is your emergency? And the Pisces says, I want to marry all my friends. And that is, certainly my situation always I love everyone in my life to death I want to marry all of them and I want to give them the world I don't know but in the mood to like give some extra gifts be a heavier tipper so 10 out of 10 recommend oh that's like one of my biggest fears in life is someone calling me a bad tipper Ugh, that's one of the most embarrassing things to be called like most humiliating things so I never want to do that but I just mean like heavy handing it anyway um enough about me I've said my part. Let's just get into your life. Let's talk about you. Let's answer your questions and let me give you some advice. But first, a word for our sponsors. I have a psychiatrist. We've been together for years and she's not cheap. She's not. And I understand that that's a privilege. And one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door is Cerebral. There's unlimited messaging with your care team. And with the mobile app, it's like having a personal care team wherever you are. So you can connect with your counselor and therapist on your own schedule through your laptop or through the mobile app. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you. You don't have to wait weeks to be seen, and you can do all of your sessions on a laptop or on your phone, so you can always find an area at home where you're very comfortable. And affordable treatments are one-third of the price of traditional therapy. Treatment options are available with or without insurance, and Cerebral is in-network for several insurers, and they're working every day to grow with their partners. Even if you're out of network, they'll provide you with the necessary paperwork so you can easily submit a claim. And for listeners of the At Lexi podcast, you can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at GetCerebral.com slash Lexi. Go to GetCerebral.com slash L-E-X-I-E for 65% off your first month, and that's a total of just $30 to get started. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all so the first question we're going to answer is from isa mente and they asked how do you treat yourself with kindness so i treat myself with kindness by treating myself with honesty if i need to have a quick chat with myself asking myself why am i doing the things that i'm doing what am i in need of why is my behavior this way what is causing it and just do a little reality check for myself once i'm honest with myself then i can be kind to myself Sabibi Worldwide asked, how to let go of someone that hurt... Oh, I like this more. How to let go of someone that you hurt? No. How to let go of someone that hurt you? Okay, well, at first I thought that that was what it was, and then I thought that you were asking how to let go of someone that you hurt, which is a very interesting question, and I'm tempted to answer that as well. Uh, How to let go of someone that hurt you a long time ago? I mean... Girl, I have a podcast episode called the four-year-long grudge. I, uh, I'm not always easy to forgive. I think forgiveness is one of the greatest lessons that we can learn in life, and it is not easy. I always think we should forgive, but there's no need to rush forgiveness. Let it take its course. Let it move on its natural timeline. There's no need To give someone forgiveness simply because they are ready for it, you need to be ready for it as well. Now, just because you're not forgiving immediately doesn't mean that you need to hold on to this any longer than you are ready. For example, using my four-year-long grudge, I really wanted to forgive, but I couldn't. Like, I just couldn't. And I knew I was carrying pain that maybe even the person who hurt me wasn't carrying, but I wasn't ready to let it go. I wasn't ready, and then one day I was four years later, one day I was, I woke up and thought, I actually don't care anymore. Like I'm okay. I'm okay with the fact that this happened and it's in the past and it's not affecting me anymore. And I'm going to let this person know I forgive them and I want to check up and see how they are. (sighs) So let it take its course. Now on the other end, the question that you didn't ask, but come on we've got it we don't just always get hurt sometimes we're the ones hurting people and how to let go of someone that we hurt a long time ago uh I definitely have instances where I've wronged someone and it wasn't on purpose and I regret it so deeply and I am totally a fan of the apology even if many 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 months many 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 years have passed it is never too late to apologize. If you have come to the point where you understand what is wrong and the pain that you caused someone else, taking the time to take accountability for your actions and take responsibility of owning your mistake and communicating that with the person that you hurt, it speaks volumes and it should never be with any response in mind when it comes to giving or receiving forgiveness even though it involves two people, it's a very individual experience. And when you are forgiving someone or someone is forgiving you, um, that's something that they've decided on their own. And you should never apologize to someone with the intention of, you know, immediately forming a new relationship. Like thing, when you really do someone dirty, like when you really hurt someone or someone really hurts you, it's not easy to just, hear that they're sorry and then instantly move on. I'm not like that. There are people in this world. My mom was like that. One of my friends is like that where a fight can occur and they can just immediately move on. Like the fight gets it out for them. No, no, no. Sometimes I need a whole day to cool down. I don't know how people do that. So never underestimate the power of an apology. I have gotten more than one apology text in the past year or two from people that hurt me back in you know four or five years ago way back early high school and I appreciate it you know even though I'm not constantly or in any way really thinking about it anymore getting the apology to know that that person hasn't gone on through their life completely blind to the fact that they really hurt me it's nice it's nice to hear and vice versa um Apologies go a long way, but you can't expect anything from them, you know? Just because you apologized doesn't mean you're instantly forgiven. It doesn't work that way. But going back to the original question of how to let go of someone that hurt you a long time ago, if they're not reaching out, you got to do the healing on your own. Sometimes an apology never comes. It's great when it does, but it might never. And you have to move on and be able to let that go. move through it. Camila Quinog asked how to step into your female energy. Okay, dance. Dancing always makes me feel sexy and feminine. I know a lot of people don't love dancing, but it's really a beautiful experience. I highly recommend getting down with yourself. Honestly, I would go as far to say if you're not comfortable dancing, it's because there's a block. Like, there's something that you need to work through because if you're not comfortable dancing, there's something else that you're not comfortable with and you need to break that wall. And dancing, oh my god, just having my hands on my chest, sliding them across my shoulders, bringing my arms out, swaying. It's so sexy, it's so sensual. Um, if you're not into dancing, honestly, just touching yourself. Like, just, like, moving and... Gro- okay, that's dancing. <laughs> I didn't even mean it in a sexual way. It can totally be in a sexual way. Uh wearing something slinky but also being naked everyone's got feminine energy but if you got the female body mm, extra extra and you really should get in tune with it it's a total gift so either get in tune with your body or just move move and sway and dance i always feel like i feel my feminine energy when i'm dancing film about laziness asks, how do i manage my health while handling school and extracurriculars. Oh, it's not easy. I was not good at this. I very much was okay, time to buckle down and do school, and then as soon as the semester would end, I would sleep for a week. I was not very good at balancing. But you're looking to handle school and extracurriculars? Well, right off the bat, the word itself has extra in it. Extracurriculars, don't stress about those. Those should be easy, those should be fun, and those should not be the priority. They're extra. Now, in terms of school, if you can work ahead and do a little bit every single day, avoid cramming. It really does massive lifting of stress and you can find balance and time to, you know, cook for yourself and go on a jog and hang out with friends. And you don't need to just simply be living this burden of school. School should be fun. It's just hard to manage sometimes, but if you can't, the time will be over soon enough. Once you're out of school, you don't think twice about it ever again. Ooh, Catherine Lydon 12 asked, when did you start feeling like an adult? Well, technically I was an adult at 18. I was fully financially supporting myself. I was in control of my own life, but I didn't have a good grasp on it. I didn't actually start feeling like an adult until 22. And It's so much better. I mean, by definition, the way that I define adult, it's when you have a good grasp on who you are and how you operate, and you are able to create and support a system for yourself that allows you to be healthy and work correctly. 22, you might think is kind of early. I don't know. Everyone's on their own path. I'm not saying that there's any correct number. I'm not saying you should be an adult by 22. That's just personally when I started feeling like one. But granted, I started really early. Like I was making my own money very early. So my adulthood started immediately. Like the second I graduated high school, I was like, thank you, mom and dad. It's been great. Um, time for me to be an adult and leave now. You know, I was I was ready. Um, however, I really had no idea what I was doing. So it took me about four years to get a good grasp on how I should and could be independent and what the best way for me to (laughs) live with myself would be. And I can say, being able to support yourself, understand yourself, and have the ability to have control and make good decisions over anything that you have control over feels so good and on top of that it's not like you just have to stop doing hood rat shit with your friends you can totally do it you just also have a good grasp on yourself and you are able to rely on yourself and fall back on yourself you can trust yourself so i love being 25 maddie 777 shout out to the angel number asked well said more book recommendations please all right so the latest books i've read I just finished Less, and that's by Andrew Sean Greer, if I'm not mistaken. Pulitzer Prize winner. I received it in a PR package from Folio, which is a... I'm pretty sure it's a digital bookstore. And they customized three books for me that they thought I'd like, which, by the way, they killed it. So I'm definitely going to be using that. And I Less was the only one that I hadn't heard of of the three. So when I started it, I thought it wasn't going to be much to write home about. But i thoroughly enjoyed it it's the story of this man who had a casual fling and he didn't think it was going to amount to anything so he never took this fling seriously they ended up separating not seeing each other anymore and his lover took on a new man and was about to get married so the main character's name is arthur less so arthur less receives this invitation to a wedding and it's from his ex-lover and he's like fuck i actually love him so much what did i do i messed up horribly, I can't go to this, I can't watch him get married, but I also can't say no and just sit home, so he looks at all of his invitations that he's received recently to places all over the world, and he decides, fuck it, I'm gonna just say yes to all of them, I'm gonna go to Mexico, I'm gonna go to New York, I'm gonna go to France, I'm gonna go to India, I'm gonna go to Morocco, I'm gonna go to Japan, and he travels all around the world, and he just is about to turn 50, and he's stressing out over it, he's like, I'm just like this kid and I haven't done it all now I'm old and I messed up and I didn't do it right but it's just simply not true and you go on this adventure with him and I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it and a lot of people have critiqued that the tense is a little confusing which it totally is the narrator kind of changes and it goes from present to past without much warning but if you can get past that I recommend and it's really clean and and humorous and yeah, it's nothing too gross, whereas the other two that I got, um, Factorum by Charles Bukowski, and then the current one that I'm reading, besides Nancy Nancy Drew, is Homesick for Another World by Otessa Moshvick. She's one of my favorite authors. She wrote My Year of Rest and Relaxation. She wrote Eileen. She's nasty. (laughs) Everything's so vulgar, and it's so gross, and there's just so much nasty sex, bodily fluids, eating disorders. It's all gross, and, um it's descri- it's like purposeful though like it's the characters are you know these low lives fucking prostitutes blah 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 whatever um very similar to fact Formed by charles Bukowski. where not really a plot- oh i didn't explain homesick for another world it's a bunch of short stories so that's what i mean i'm reading nancy drew simultaneously because every chapter that i finish or like every story that i finish I've completed it, so I can stop that book in the middle, and it's not going to get confusing. Uh, You can read Nancy Drew, by all means. Very pleasant, very wholesome, very quick. Uh, But Factorum is... There's not really a plot. It's just almost a timeline that we're getting a peek into of this man's life who cannot keep a job and... It's really not about anything other than Bukowski's writing. He's such a talented writer. So you don't really care about what's going on. You just like hearing him write about it. I just like reading it. So if any of those sound of your interest, check them out. But I'm looking for fall vibes. So that's why I'm reading Nancy Drew and I'm about to read Sherlock Holmes. Lan PTX said a friend fucked up really badly and I'm the only one that still hasn't forgiven her. Should I? Okay, we talked about this earlier. Yes, you should forgive her, but no rush on forgiving her. Forgive her when it feels right, when you're ready. Like I said, I held a grudge for four years. You know, I'm, I'm learning to not hold grudges uh, and let things go. And it's getting easier with practice, but yes, totally be open to forgiveness. And everyone deserves, eh, give or take, deserves forgiveness. We should all be open to forgiveness, but no need to forgive her just because she's ready. She's ready to be forgiven and everyone else is. If you're not, no rush. Montana Papadinis asked any good ways to start conversations about how you feel with someone you're seeing. Compliments. Who doesn't love a compliment? If things are going well and you are out with them and you think to yourself, God, I'm having so much fun with them. Great time to verbalize it, you know? who doesn't want to hear it? Also, that's going to get your feeling across. If you see them and you think to yourself, God, they're so attractive. I am so attracted to them. Great time to verbalize it. Sharing the affection and the excitement and the love or the enjoyment that you're having towards this person you're seeing. If you say it out loud, where you stand is going to be obvious. And if it's reciprocated, great. Then y'all keep seeing each other and like this sounds like something exciting. Ava Jackson asked, how do I get over past trauma? I feel like I struggle to accept it and I carry the weight every day. If you carry the weight every single day, I would highly recommend, if you don't already, seeking professional help. Um, When you struggle from mental illness and it's not stemming from anything, I think psychiatry is so important because medication can really help when there's no situational pinpointed issue it's just like my brain doesn't have the right chemicals whereas when you are experiencing trauma and that is in the past but you're still carrying the weight of it every single day that is a pinpointed situation that can be looked at and professionals know and understand and can give you the toolkit to work through that so you're not carrying that weight every day you don't deserve to carry that weight every day and it is something that they will absolutely know how to help you to do, and I highly, highly encourage you to do that. Sweersinska.dance asks for my opinion on taking risks versus keeping it safe when it comes to work life. Uh, I'm all about making bold choices. I'm all about risk, but I'm all about the calculated risk. It's all about making sure you're making a smart decision and not being an idiot about it. For example, you don't like where you work, you don't like the industry that you work in, you want to make a change, and emotionally you've hit a breaking point, and you say like, I don't want to be in the medical field, I want to be in the art world. So you go into work and you tell your boss that you're quitting, and then you go home and you realize you have no plan. Let's avoid that. Let's not do that. That's not very smart. Ideally, when you've come to a point where you want to move to a different country, you want to break up with this partner that you thought you would be with for the rest of your life. You want to have a baby. You want to change jobs, whatever it is, plan it out and make a smart move and the risk is not gonna be that risky. I love answering this question because I have such a definitive answer. Mushroom Sunset asked for my favorite cafe, drink, place to order. We're gonna do chain because no point in... There are so many of you that are listening from all over that it's like, why don't I give you a coffee order from a place that you could probably stumble upon, i.e. Blue Bottle Coffee and La Cologne. Blue Bottle Coffee, their cold brew. Don't even waste your time with milk. It's a very polarizing flavor, but the first time I ever sipped their coffee, I felt like I understood what good coffee tasted like. It really was a moment for me. Now, on the opposite end, la cologne i love their milkiest creamiest draft they do draft like beer um but it's cold brew oat milk it's an oat draft and it's light and it's airy and if you don't put an ice in it it's going to feel like you're not even holding anything in your cup and it's so creamy and for some reason i have it every single time before i go to the gym and it is my tradition to wake up go on the train, read the book on the train, go to La Colombe, get my O-Draft, sit in Bryant Park, vlog a little, go to training, have a great workout, get sweet green, go home, shower, start my work day. And I love it. And La Colombe's O-Draft is like, it's a crucial part of the routine. So those are my two favorite drink orders at my two favorite chain cafes. Elaine is I'm so sorry to everyone that I've really wanted to shout you out and I've probably said your username so incorrectly and it's something that I don't know how to get better at personally, you know, I don't know what to do, but they asked how to not procrastinate and this is something that I am so glad I don't do anymore. I'm going to share two personal stories that I hope can give you an indication on how I did it because I don't exactly have a step-by-step actionable plan For anyone who's a procrastinator to suddenly not procrastinate, I more just had these experiences and I realized to myself, I think I'm doing it wrong. So when I first graduated high school and I moved out to California, I would fly home a lot. I was flying by myself and my routine when flying back home was getting an early morning flight and I would pack the night before, um, basically stay up all night and end up getting one, two hours of sleep before I had to leave for the airport. I would wake up, I would stay in my pajamas, I would brush my teeth and then call a car, and I would take the car to the airport. Hair was not brushed, lord knows skincare routine was not done, and who knows what was actually in the suitcase. It just was middle of the night weird decisions, you know, really not very thoughtful. I would get to the airport at the last possible minute that I could check my bag, Sometimes having to weasel my way, persuade my way with the airline attendant to have me check the bag, even if like the cutoff has already happened. I've had to ask so many people if I could cut them in line because I was about to miss my flight and I would arrive to the gate as soon as the flight was boarding or be the last one on the plane. I did that many times, so many times. And I kind of just was fine with it. I was like, it is what it is. You know, that's how flying goes. And then for whatever reason, I don't know if I was with someone, I don't have a very memorable moment of what flight this changed, but I had an afternoon flight or like maybe a late evening flight. And so I had already packed and I'd gotten dressed for the day and my skincare routine was done. I may have even had a little mascara on, who knows? And I arrived at the airport early enough that I got to fill up my water bottle. I got to get something to eat. I got to get a magazine and some snacks at the bookstore and sit and chill on my phone at the gate and have so much time, so much ease, and then get on my flight and then show up at my destination ready to do whatever it was. Because when my parents would pick me up when I would fly home on these first flights that I'm talking about, I would be so discombobulated and so grumpy that I would just not want to chat. I'd want to be taken right home and I'd want to go to bed or like shower off and go to bed and not socialize because I was so ill-prepared and in a bad mood. Now, when I prepared myself, I get off these flights now and I'm, you know, a little exhausted because flying's, you know, a little taxing, but not in the same way I ever was before. And then I realized, wait a second, I've been doing it wrong. I want to get to the airport early. I want to take my time. There's no need to rush. Why am I rushing if I don't have to, like, why am I sitting in my living room waiting another 15 minutes to call a car just so I don't have to be at the airport? No, just get there. It's such a better experience. The second story I have is in terms of my work life. Oftentimes I would make a video and I was very guilty of when I was working with a sponsor to constantly realize that the date to turn in the video was upon me and I would text my team and say, Hey, can I have an extra day? And then the extra day would come and I wouldn't do anything and I'd ask for another day. And then I would just say, You know what? Can we cancel this deal? I don't think it's good for me. Just because I hadn't put in the time and I woke up that day and just wasn't in the mood to film, so I didn't film and then I lost the deal and I lost money and I lost respect from a brand and I pissed off my team. So it wasn't good, but I did that all the time because I was just an idiot, inconsiderate, selfish 17 year old. Honestly, COVID is when I really got my act together. Honestly, how many times did I just say honestly? Uh, I really think it began when I was in school. School, I had the work ethic. I just didn't have the time to prepare in the way that I can now. Uh, But once COVID happened, I had the work ethic of being in school, but I had the time of a person in the pandemic, which now we can all relate to what that time is like. And I would have a video done. I'd basically be recording a bunch because I was home. And I would send, I would just plop the sponsor portion in and send it when I had it. If it was done early, I would send it to the brand early. I wouldn't just wait until the last day. If I had the time, I would just work ahead and now I'm in the habit of vlogging five days or so a week and four to six days a week and I always have footage stacked up so my process is really great I just I always have footage to work with I'm always on top of my sponsors because I always have footage and I never have to you know wonder will I be in the mood to film when this sponsor wants a video it's like no no no. sponsors keep me on track they also support my channel which I'm so internally grateful for and I get to keep working with them because I'm so reliable and responsible about it, and I feel more proud of myself. Also, oftentimes, I'm really giving you insight into content creation. A lot of times, I would create a video by importing all the footage, editing it once through, and then sending it off to the brand um, or posting it on YouTube. We're going to keep sponsors in this story because it's it's important to the procrastination element, element. So I'd send it in and then they'd approve it and I would just go live. whereas now I import the footage, I look through it, I send my first draft over to the sponsor. you know, maybe there's gonna be a few little tweaks, but once I have the main the main pictures finished, I send it over to them. While they're approving it, I might let a couple days pass because sometimes brands, are really great and they'll approve the video the day that they get it, but other times it takes them a few days, a week, you know, they're really not on top of it, maybe two weeks, which is another reason it's really great to plan ahead because sometimes the fault's not on your own, it's on the other end. And with that, while they're approving the video, I will take a second look at the vlog and I'm like, you know what, this song actually works better. We're like, let's cut this a little bit shorter. I think this would be funnier if there was a Zoom. Adding little tricks like that, And then once I get the approval, I do one last final edit, one last final viewing of my video, and I'll make all the final cuts and then send it off onto YouTube and let it go public. And I'm so much more proud of the content that I'm making because it wasn't all just one and done. I got to sit on it and have opinions on it and critique my own work. And it's so much more satisfying to not just do something, but do something and like it Whereas before I was like, all right, woohoo, I did it. It's like, okay, but di- <laughs> you, you did it, good. <laughs> it's done, but do you like it? And oftentimes it was no. And I've never been in such a good groove m- with my content. I'm so thankful and glad to this point that I'm at right now. I'm in so much alignment right now. And I could thank my lucky stars. I don't know how long it's going to last, but all of my efforts are really aligning at the moment. <laughs> and this Nike deal on top of everything else, I'm so grateful. Oh, it's so exciting. But all of my vlogs, it's, it's so little emotional effort. Well, sometimes they're going to be emotional when I'm really giving it all. Um, but I just mean I don't have to put on a mask or a face or a hat for anything that I'm doing in terms of my work life, which is such a special opportunity to have. Because I know a lot of people, their work doesn't really align with who they are as a person. And I am so lucky that right now mine does. And I can do this podcast and it's not like, okay, time to put on the podcast act. It's just, okay, time to check in. Like that's what goes on in my head and I can sit down in my room chatting with you right now, some of you, same day, because we'll go into that in a second, but it's Sunday the 10th. It's a lovely cloudy Sunday, a little rainy. It's rained throughout this podcast as I've been recording and it's special and it's easy breezy nice. It's just... And exhaled. It's one less stress, I guess is what I'm saying. It's because work is work, but work that you're also having to force yourself to enjoy is that much harder. And I'm so glad that that is not an element of my work process. Maddie Sharp said, how to stop basing self-worth on productivity? Well, first of all, that's lame. (laughs) Let's start there. It's not that cool to be like the most productive. Like, do you want to die being like, you know what? But no one was more productive than me. No, life is about so much more. Make sure you're prioritizing pleasure. Make sure, yes, you have your goals and you are being efficient, but that shouldn't be number one. I really feel like productivity is important, but it shouldn't be number one. Maybe not even number two. Maybe top five, maybe. Uh, so look at your your life, the things you want out of it, and find a different priority because um, no need to attach your self-worth to pro- productivity. Like I said, kind of lame samantha underscore tringali said this isn't a question but my sister listens to this podcast can you say hi rachel and surprise her hey rachel hey (laughs) rachie what's up girl thank you for listening to the podcast i appreciate it Catherine vasilivi said my oh my boyfriend lost his dad last week from covid how can i be supportive hold him love him Tell him that you're so sorry his dad died and his dad didn't deserve to die and and his dad didn't deserve the death that he got and it was too early and it's unfair and this is wrong. And, and uh, just hold him. That's it. Loss is hard in all senses, but I swear top three are losing partner, parent, and child. And... Your boyfriend is going through it right now. This is one of the hardest things he'll ever go through in his life. So on top of that, don't take anything that he says negatively too seriously. Like if he's throwing some some attitude at you, it's not personal. There's a lot of emotions stirring inside of him right now. But just just hold him and love him and, and tell him you're so sorry. And it's uh, no need to throw in. It's going to be okay. Or everything happens for a reason avoid that. It's rude. It's disrespectful. Avoid sharing any stories about yourself. Rude. Disrespectful. Um, make it all about him. Share anything lovely that you have to say about his dad with him. Any compliments, anything that you loved about his dad, any stories. Really just, because you want to feel like your dad's still going to be a part of the picture, a part of the life, and, like, he's not going to be forgotten. I think that's one of the biggest underlying fears. It's, like, they're going to be forgotten, and I want them to live on. So just love him. This is a random question, but I'm going to answer it because why not? Paige Ludtick asks, what light do I use to read before bed? So I have this lamp that's my grandfather's old lamp. And so any old lamp is the point. And then the light bulbs, this is the crucial part, hue light bulbs. They are worth it. I will have them on the dimming setting. Last night they were red. Uh, but most of the time I read with them just dimmed. Ooh, should I tell you? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna talk about this because I'm still brainstorming it, and I would love your help. Sophia Elledge asked me what I'm gonna be for Halloween. So back when I was having my Sabrina the Teenage Witch face in season two, her friend Valerie is dressed up like a spy for this one episode, and she's in this all leather outfit, and she has long brown hair, and it's she just looks so sexy, and she was this, um, kind of, like, nerdy, uh, awkward character, and I just remember seeing her, I was like, damn, Valerie, look at you, and I thought, I want to wear that, and so I want to wear something with leather that's tight, and I kind of want to have brown hair, I kind of want to do a wig, but I don't want to be Catwoman, um, It's very niche. I don't think I'm going to go specifically as Valerie season two, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I would have to have like a photo up on my phone. Uh, So I don't think I'm going to do that one in specific, but I'd love some ideas. I don't know exactly where to buy what I want. I don't exactly know what, what character it is that I'm just something black, leather, kind of sexy and brunette. So feel free to slide in my DMs. It all goes down in the DMs. Username is the same as this podcast, at Lexi. Throw it at me, would love to hear. Um, so I guess that's, that's a great ending point. Uh, concluding thoughts, <sighs> I don't know how long I'm going to be doing well, but it's really nice to be doing well at the moment. And as much as I make fun of myself for being so corny, it would be wrong not to celebrate a moment of peace and give myself a, a pat on the back for doing good right now and and thank the universe for the alignment and the the consistency I mean I can't lie like my heart still sinks every time I get a phone call like I, I definitely have stresses that come out that are completely not irrational but like very dramatic and it's it's nice when a, a portion of days can pass by and nothing insane happens I'm seriously just So thankful, and thank you all for listening. It's a Sunday, so this is what I was going to talk about earlier. Is that although I didn't want to bring it up in the procrastination answer because it's more of a a intentional choice. Something about how this podcast has become a little bit more reflective. Sunday's a great day to reflect, and I was a Sunday hater. I'm a reformed Sunday hater. I don't know how this has happened, but. I've really enjoyed sitting down on Sunday mornings, sitting and talking with you, and then editing and posting it all on the same day. I love the idea of some of you sitting and listening to it the same day that it's recorded just because it brings the creator to viewer listening, um, or the viewer to listener that much closer. Uh, it just feels really special. So that's what I'm going to do today, and I hope you all are enjoying yourselves And I hope you have a great week ahead. I love you all so much. XOXO, Lexi. This is Kale Lowry. And this is V. Rivera. We're the hosts of Baby, Baby Mama's, Mamas No Drama. Drama. Every Tuesday we talk about parenting, co-parenting, lifestyle and sex. Pop culture, current events and pretty much all the things you want in one podcast. So download and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Listen to us every Tuesday and join us with all the tea. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. So if there's something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. There's a broad range of expertise available, which might not be locally available in your area and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist and you'll get timely responses. Plus you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you're never going to have to go into an actual office. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change your therapist if it's not a good fit. So, BetterHelp wants you to start living your happier life today. If you're not convinced, you can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com atlexi, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So the special offer for Atlexi listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash A-T-L-E-X-I-E. The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq. And I'm gonna keep my Turns out everyone does sound better in the shower, and it turns out The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., insurance agency. Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tenna Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tenna Intimate Pads. Visit tennisample.com for your free sample. Kind to Skin protects like Tenna.